Hi, I'm Christabel, and welcome to the Surviving the Arena podcast, a show where I share my personal journey of self-improvement and help you overcome the things that are holding you back. The goal of this podcast is to help you achieve the future you've always dreamed of. From conquering our past to setting goals and creating an environment for success, together we'll develop the tools we need to survive the arena. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back. Just before we get started, I want to take a quick second to celebrate reaching over 100 followers on the podcast Instagram. Thank you, every one of you that follow me on there and that constantly support me and share my posts and like and comment. I really appreciate that, and especially for the feedback that all of you offer me after each episode. Today, I'm talking about COVID-19 and how it, and this year in general, honestly, has been challenging our patience and our strength. Truthfully, I had a very different idea for this episode and a different plan for how I wanted this to go, but unfortunately, this week has not gone as expected. As much as I have grown throughout this time... I still have setbacks. To be completely honest, I wasn't sure until right now that I wanted to share this, but I've realized that it is important for me to be open and honest about all of the ups as well as the downs on the journey of self-improvement. I think that too often we get preoccupied looking at people's highlights, whether that be on social media or in real life. More often than not, most of us don't share the downs in our life, at least not with the people who we aren't close with. The problem with that is that we are left comparing ourselves to people's highlight reels and not their actual realistic journeys. That is why I want to share this with you. On Wednesday night, and you know, let's actually just say this whole week, I have had a setback. After I have posted a new episode for this podcast, I usually will take a day off just to rest and then I'll start the week off again thinking about what the next episode will be about. By Tuesdays, I'll usually have a rough recording done and then I spend Wednesday refining things and making note of anything more that I want to add to the episode, anything more that I want to say. On Thursdays, I will make my final recording and then edit the entire audio together with the intro and the outro. This week, none of that happened. It was Wednesday and I had yet to even make a rough recording. I had yet to even figure out, honestly, what I wanted to say. Yes, I had a general idea because I have like an outline for how I want episodes to kind of uh, go, but this time I... I was struggling. This entire week, I have been struggling. So what was different this week? Well, my dad was home from work. He has been off work this entire week, which means he's home all day. And he's been waking up early, staying awake incredibly late, spending every one of his waking hours sitting in his computer chair in the living room, watching Netflix, staring and watching over every single thing that me or my mom are doing doing nothing but caused me stress and anxiety. Big deal, you may be wondering. Big deal, he sits in his chair and has a week off and does nothing. Who cares? So let me explain. As I shared with you in a previous episode, 
my father's not great. He is a truthfully manipulative, narcissistic, and abusive person. For 26 years, I have kept all of that to myself. For all of those years, I didn't share that information. I made the choice this year to share that reality, to share that truth with all of you listening, as well as more one-on-one with other people in my life. But it was a big step to share it in such a public way, if you will. As a part of my healing process, I chose to share my reality with all of you. And at first, it helped. I initially felt a massive weight lifted off of me. This week, however, I felt the opposite. The struggles that COVID-19 has brought me is that it has forced me to live in my family home, the home in which this man lives. This week, with him being on vacation from work, I couldn't help but allow his presence to throw me for a loop. I felt foolish. After sharing all that I did, I'm still living in the same space with this person. I got very in my head and started getting concerned with what people think. You see, my mom has tried before to share with some of her friends, people who know her and my dad, people who know our family. She has tried to be honest about what our home life is like and what it was like. She's told these people that her and I do not speak to my dad, that we avoid him like the plague, or like COVID, I guess I should say now. And all of these people have simply shrugged or offered an awkward smirk in response, showing their disinterest in what she had to say. These are not just random people. These are people that she trusted, people that our family trusted, people who claimed to be there. Today, these same people... I still see them around the building, and these same people still call our house, calling to talk to my mom, but asking her to ask my dad if he can loan them tools or do some work in their houses. They act like she never told them anything. They act like they don't believe her. Truthfully, I don't think they do believe her. I don't think that they believe me. So having shared my own perspective on our home life, This week, I kind of started to regret that. I started worrying that people maybe didn't believe me about what I said, about any of my experiences, particularly this one, um, my childhood one. And honestly, how could you? If it was as bad as I said, then why are any of us still living here? Why is it that my mom and I don't speak to my dad, but my brother and his fiance still do? All of these thoughts were flooding in my mind, and it kind of got to, I guess, a, a boiling point on Wednesday. I cried to my mom and shared both anger and confusion at the whole situation. At 27 now, I am still trying to come to terms with everything that I now know. This man was my father. He was my dad. He was the person who taught me how to ride a bike, the person who encouraged me. All of a sudden, at around 24 or 25, I was finding out about all these terrible things that he had done to my mom. And I was suddenly getting flashbacks even of all the things that he did to my brother and me. Terrible memories of things that I had pushed out of my mind. 
Personally, I hadn't lived in this house consecutively for a fairly long time. I moved out at 17 and I returned only this year. So I've been away for a significant amount of time. So I haven't been exposed to this environment. I haven't had to face all of these things as greatly as I'm having to face them now. So yes, this week I have sat essentially paralyzed by anxiety in my room with the door locked, shuddering every time I heard my dad get out of his chair or heard him walk past my bedroom door. I was terrified that he would speak to me or knock on my door. What he would say didn't matter, I just don't want the interaction, and so I was sitting on pins and needles hoping that the interaction didn't come. With my mom not being home because she goes into work, I was scared that I wouldn't know what to say or how to act. I didn't have her there as support. I've been feeling like a scared and confused child. After sharing my reality, I somehow felt so alone. COVID has left me not being able to leave this home or not really having a reason to leave this home. Not being able to leave this house to go to work has left me feeling trapped here. Every inch of this house holds a memory, a reminder of fear and discomfort. No matter how I have rearranged things and tried to create a safe space for myself here, it hasn't worked. Because of the current situation, I'm not able to go to work, so any money that I have been saving is coming straight from the government, as I'm sure is the case for a lot of you out there. So yes, at first glance, I have enough to move out again and find an apartment, but that huge uncertainty of not knowing how much of this money I will have to pay back, not knowing when the government will stop providing employment insurance, it all leaves me not feeling safe or comfortable enough really to commit to a lease, no matter how badly I want to leave this place. So this week caused a huge setback. I felt a lot of anger, I was crying, I was struggling with anxiety. All of these things that I already talked to all of you about, all of these things that I'd worked so hard to combat or manage, they were all out of control again. All because of one person. All because I was allowing this one person to affect me so much. I want to share this with all of you. I want to share that as much as I have grown as much gratitude as I genuinely have every single day, for every day of life I live, for having a roof over my head, I still hate this place. I still hate every day that I wake up here. But I also know that there is a reason for all of this, for everything that I'm going through. There is a greater reason, bigger than maybe I'll ever be able to understand. I know that there is a purpose for my pain, a purpose for my struggle. Now, I didn't share with anyone but my mom that I was having a hard time this week, but by fate, a friend of mine sent a message giving me feedback on last week's episode. Because she couldn't find the particular words with how she wanted to express herself about the things I talked about in the episode, she instead shared with me a quote from a book that she was reading. I cannot begin to explain how much I needed to read these words. Now, I don't know what book this quote is from, and honestly, I doubt that on my own I would have found it, but by chance, it found me. 
by fate, by chance, and as I believe, through God, the comfort I so needed came to me through my friend, through this quote. Now I want to share it with all of you, just in case something like this might help you. I do find that reading quotes, reading books, reading the words that other people have to say sometimes help us when we ourselves cannot really find the words to describe what it is we are feeling, to find the dis- the words to motivate ourselves or even motivate those around us that might need motivation. So this is what the quote read. On nights when you feel alone, I am with you. When people doubt or dismiss you, I am with you. I fought every day for you, so never stop fighting. I believe you. As the author Anne Lamott once wrote, lighthouses don't go running all over an island looking for boats to save. They just stand there, shining. Although I can't save every boat, I hope that by speaking today, you observed a small amount of light, a small knowing that you can't be silenced, a small satisfaction that justice was served, a small assurance that we are getting somewhere, and a big, big knowing that you are important. Unquestionably, you are untouchable. You are beautiful. You are valued, respected. Undeniably, every minute of every day, you are powerful and nobody can take that away from you. Now this quote and these words can apply to a variety of different contexts. And for me, it managed to touch upon everything that I was feeling this week, everything that I was feeling the night that my friend sent this to me. And to the friend who sent this my way, you know who you are. But again, thank you. Unknowingly, you brought me back. You put me back on track. I was struggling and your kindness really gave me the strength that I needed not only to have this conversation that I'm having right now, but to make it through the rest of this week, to give me the strength I needed to continue to make it through every day. I want to share this in this episode because I think that COVID-19 and let's just say 2020 overall, has put many of us in similar situations. I remember when this whole thing started, while, yes, financial uncertainty was one of my main concerns, I was also hugely concerned for all of those people who would have to be confined to homes with abusers, to homes with unfit parents and guardians, confined to homes where they couldn't escape. I was concerned for all of the people, some of whom I know, who live in countries where they don't have a choice but to face their fears and go to work. Because if they don't go to work, they don't eat. This pandemic has left a lot of us unsure of what to do. All the goals and plans we had set for the year, 2020, the year that was supposed to be everyone's year, many of those plans and goals have either been put on hold or halted altogether. COVID has forced me to deal with things in my life that I had been content ignoring. This new reality has forced me to start confronting the things that scare me. Living in this house is not easy. It has been one of the biggest challenges that I have faced in a long time. And while it is a challenge I would rather not have to face, it has also allowed me to learn how to take back control, to set new boundaries, 
to redefine what I will and will not tolerate. It has forced me to grow, and truly it has made me stronger than before. The first couple of months adjusting to COVID life were difficult, and I think every single one of us can agree on that. That being said, as the year gets closer to its end, I have noticed that some people have been finding ways to make this tough year work for them. And that is what I want to talk about today. As I have said in previous episodes, there has never been a guarantee that life would be easy. If 2020 isn't proof of that, then I don't know what is. The majority of us have been off work or out of work since March. So we are going on month six, almost month seven of being without work or our regular routine for that matter. Personally, that was one of, if not the toughest parts of this whole COVID life because I'm someone who needs a routine. Routines help me keep my mental health in check. So when I stopped being able to go to work, I was worried that things would get pretty bad for me. During the first few months of being home all day, I decided it was smart to stay busy. Very busy. For anyone who follows me on my personal Instagram, you would have seen I did a lot. (laughs) I continued working on my year's goal of learning how to cook. I chose to do all of the things that I enjoyed, but those things that I hadn't been able to make time for while I was working. I read all of my favorite books, starting with the entire Lord of the Rings collection, and then started on new books that I had yet to open. I am a huge lover of books, and unfortunately, I hadn't dedicated much time to reading until this whole thing started. It was really nice to be able to start and finish a book all in one day, the way that my brother and I used to do whenever a new Harry Potter book came out. I'm not kidding. We would go and buy the book and finish reading it all in the same day. Now, in addition to satisfying my affinity for reading, I started painting and crafting again and dedicating a lot of time to decluttering and cleaning my room and the entire house as well. The decluttering phase was the most exhausting of all the phases that I went through during the first few months of COVID. I cleaned up my closet, every storage piece, and reorganized my entire storage unit in which I had accumulated enough stuff to furnish my entire future home. After the decluttering phase, I focused my attention on creating a home office space in my room just to create a space that I had of my own. And during all of these phases, I was working out five days a week, running twice a week, taking some free courses offered through Harvard University, and also participating in a real estate investment program. Needless to say, I was keeping extremely busy. Honestly, I was nervous that if I didn't keep extremely busy, my mental health would suffer. Most people that know me, I mean, anyone that knows me even a little bit really, would tell you that I'm a very project-oriented person. I am always doing something. Even while being in the middle of completing a task, I'm always looking forward to what project will come next. In other words, I can't sit still. For some of my friends, it looked like finally taking time to slow down, relax, and catch up on shows and movies that they had missed or just wanted to catch up on. It definitely didn't involve balancing 50 different projects like the crazy person I was being. As the months have gone on, like I said, I have learned to slow down. 
instead of doing 50 different things, I am now focused on completing only two projects, believe it or not. I am now going to the gym three times a week and running once or twice a week, however I feel, keeping my fitness goals at a high priority for accomplishment. Beyond fitness, my intention is placed on this podcast and only one other project that I work on, but at my own pace. So COVID life involved a lot of doing things for me. I would eventually start to slow down and focus in on just a couple of projects instead of trying to do 100 things at once, but at the beginning, I kept very busy. I know that for many of you listening, COVID life for you looked completely opposite to what it looked like for me. I have created a routine, one that keeps me busy, but also one that allows me to take breaks and do other things. Things that I enjoy doing, but things that I don't need to do every single day. I have found a way to keep my mental health in check by keeping a routine, but I have additionally learned to give myself the time I need to relax and just do things that make me happy. This new life is looking different for all of us, and we all have different ways of handling it and adapting to it. You might be listening and thinking that you wish you were as quote-unquote productive as I was being when this started, but I want you to remember that, like I said, COVID caused a significant change in all of our lives. We all reacted and are reacting in different ways. Being hyperproductive was helping me distract myself from the fact that my routine had been broken, but I wasn't exactly being effective with the things that I was doing. I was doing a lot but nothing was getting my full attention. When you are doing so much, multitasking if you will, you aren't really using your full attention the way that you should on any one of the tasks that you are doing. Ergo, you aren't really being productive, you're just being busy. I have actually found that taking a moment to set some goals for the year, taking a moment to make a list of the things that I want to accomplish, finding focus, That has all made me more productive. I have set specific goals and set deadlines for different stages of these goals, which has all helped me to be more effective and thus more productive with the things that I am doing. COVID-19 threw a curveball at my life. But looking back with six months worth of hindsight now, I see now that this was the very change that I needed to get focused and to learn how to set better and smarter goals. There are four months left in this chaotic, messy year. It is clear now that things are not, quote-unquote, going back to normal anytime soon. So, instead of continuing to live and wait, I encourage you all to realize that now is the time to start making changes in your plans, to start creating a better normal, a better life, to start getting clear about the things you want and how you are going to get them. It is time to adapt. I'm going to challenge all of you listening right now. I challenge you to consider your life pre-COVID. Look closely at your personal life, but also consider the world around you. Consider what your community looked like. Was the normal really working for you? I know that I was not happy with the person I was or the way I was living, but I was also definitely not happy with my community, with the world at large. The normal I had become so accustomed to is, today, not a normal that I would be proud of. 
if you are listening and nodding your head, if you are listening and relating to what I just said, then I challenge you to do better. If normal wasn't working for you, then I challenge you to start preparing, start doing things now to make sure that you are able to establish a better normal when COVID life is no more. I challenge you to set new goals and start making plans to accomplish them. And if you can, even start accomplishing those goals. Don't put off your dreams anymore. Don't put off plans that you have to help make our world a better place. Why don't we try and take an extremely negative time and turn it into a positive one? Yes, this is a difficult time. No one will deny that. But there are things that we can do to make sure that we gain something out of this and don't have to completely write off this entire year. As you've heard me say before, life is too precious to be letting an entire year go by without us trying to be better. It's too precious for us to just settle in this negativity and watch the clock go by as this year ticks to an end. Now, I'm not challenging you to set particularly large goals, or, and nor am I challenging you to accomplish your five-year plan by December. I'm simply challenging you to set some goals and start ticking them off your list. Give yourself a purpose for the rest of this year. Set the goals and make the plans. Big or small, they all matter. My goals, for example, they vary between things that I can accomplish by next month and things that I need more time to accomplish, things that may take a year or more for me to accomplish. For each of my goals, however, big and small, I have made plans, and each of these plans have stages, stages that make my goals more realistic and more achievable. I encourage you to do exactly the same. If the goals are smaller, more manageable within a short time period, then go after them. What are you waiting for? If they are larger goals, goals that need time and maybe more investment of resources to achieve, then start by dividing the goal up into smaller stages. Set deadlines or timelines for each of these stages. Break the goal up a bit to make it more manageable, more attainable. And do not be discouraged if you experience setbacks. The point of me sharing the story that I did in the beginning of this episode was to say this. Don't give up. Life now is different. And that is something that we all have to come to terms with, whether we like it or not. This different life has brought with it new obstacles and challenges. It has put us in difficult positions. I have realized that it is okay if you still have difficult days. If you have days when you want to give up or you feel uncertain about what it is you're doing, I urge you to, yes, let those days happen, feel what you need to feel, but I urge you to not give up. Don't allow one setback to get you down. Don't allow any setbacks to get you down. If I allowed where this week was going to continue on that path, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to any of you today. So again, I say don't allow your setbacks to get you down. In every challenge, in 
every struggle, find a lesson, find an opportunity, try and learn from the setback. In every mistake that you may make, find a new path, find a new way to do something. As hard as this year has been, I truly think that we have been given a unique opportunity. We've been given a challenge, one that will force us to adapt, to develop new skills, and even strengthen ones that maybe we haven't used in a while. We are being given an opportunity to make change, not just in our individual lives, but in our communities, in our world at large. It is clear that there will be no normal, at least not in the way that we once knew normal. And that is not a bad thing. Take this challenge, take this difficult time and make it work for you. Turn it into a positive. While everyone agrees and looks at this time as a negative, be the rebel that chooses to find the good in a tough situation. Be the trailblazer that finds new and better opportunities in this roadblock. You have it in you, I can guarantee it. And remember, as cheesy as this is going to sound, before every rainbow there is a storm. So hang in there. When you are struggling, take it as a sign of something great to come. Thank you all for tuning in this week. I know that this has been an interesting situation for all of us to navigate, but it is my hope that you found some encouragement from today's episode. I know it was a little bit different than what I planned, but I also hope that by seeing that even I, someone who is now using this platform to talk to you about self-improvement and growth and how you can get on the same path, I hope that by sharing my story, I showed that even people who seem to have it all together also have bad days. But just as we come out of them, you can do the same. Now, one final note. Instead of posting every week, I've actually decided to start posting new episodes bi-weekly. So the next episode will be airing on September 5th. But I will put out reminders as well for that. Thank you all again for listening. And I will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode three. Tune in on September 5th to learn about goal setting and the importance of prioritizing your goals. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Surviving the Arena and Twitter at Survive the Arena to stay up to date on episode uploads and any other content information. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time.